Welcome to the President's Career Podcast. The PCP is a resource for the Center of Professional Pathways here at WNJ. So if you have any additional questions, feel free to schedule a meeting on Handshake or stop by the office sometimes. Today I'll be talking with Debbie Magyar, entrepreneur, published author, and founder of Launch and Balance, a business that works with the incubator on campus, Ignite. Ms. Magyar, to get us started off, would you mind telling us a bit more about yourself and your path to becoming an entrepreneur? Okay, sure. Um, well, my name is Debbie Magyar, and um, I'm very excited to be talking to you today about um, my experience as an entrepreneur. And my, my experiences started very early um, in my life because I'm a third generation, um, maybe more, <laughs> entrepreneur. And all of growing up, everyone around me and uh, most of the people that were influential in my life were entrepreneurs. And so uh, living amongst uh, families of other entrepreneurs, that was really all I ever was exposed to growing up. Um, Everyone owned their own business. Um, Families worked with family businesses. And so uh, I I had a very unique uh, take, I think, on things. Um, as I was growing up, and when it was time for me to choose a college and decide, you know, what I wanted to be when I grew up, um, it was just a clear, clear decision that I was going to college to be a better entrepreneur. Most of my college years were spent at the University of Kentucky, and I studied business and had a minor in political science. And I was very interested in just taking courses that could help me understand some of the things um, that I didn't yet understand that I saw other um, adults and business owners doing um, in their their daily life, um, personally and professionally. And so when I was um, choosing my my coursework and the extracurricular activities that I was going to participate in, um, that was kind of my underlying focus. And I worked on building a, a well-rounded skill set. Um, so, you know, I, I wanted to understand communication and marketing and, you know, government relations and our political system, um, accounting, um, legal, and different things like that so that I could kind of, you know, get some foundational skills. And then as I went through college, um, I chose to do a lot of um, – kind of job shadowing more so than internships, where I was fortunate enough to get to work or go to work with um, different professionals in different industries and learn more about what they did. Um, as a as a female, you know, one of the things that was very unique in my experiences was I never, I never shadowed any other females in leadership uh, or, you know, an executive type role. Um, and so I was always um, puzzled by that, but I don't think because it was, was kind of the norm at that time, you know, I didn't think too much about it. Um, and as I look back uh, on my career, you know, I see that one of the things um, as an entrepreneur that you often come up against is, you know, you're not dealing with people who are exactly like you um, in lots of different ways. Um, and so you have to be very, very adaptable. And so once I graduated, I went, uh, my very first job was uh, I went back and worked in our family business. And I stayed there um, as an employee 
for about three or four years before um, going out on my own and starting my own company. And I felt that that, for me, was the best route um, as as someone who was new um, to business, you know, and, and with my age and um, ideas of what I wanted to learn about, I felt like that suited me best to uh, first learn and get some additional information um, and skill sets built out before I, I was going to step out and uh, do this on my own. And so during the time that I worked or those years that I first worked as an employee, um, it was a great learning experience. I got to sit in a lot of different roles. I got to um, experience and and work as part of a larger network and community um, involved uh, individual as a result of going into an existing business. And I really learned a lot that helped me shape what I wanted to do with my own business. And so with that, I stepped out um, you know, shortly after and began providing the services that I felt uh, were my strong suit and where I wanted to grow and started doing that, getting some traction, and things just grew from there. Okay, so uh, taking a couple steps back, you said you were raised around a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, you kind of grew up mm-hmm. in an environment where everyone you knew had their own business or did their own thing with their own boss. But what about entrepreneurship or having your own business in general? I really piqued your interest. Was it something you just like followed into or is there something about it that excites you, really motivates you? Well, if I'm being totally honest, I really didn't see any other opportunities that looked very exciting other than entrepreneurship. I knew um, just based on my interest and my personality and and what I envisioned for my life that I needed the flexibility um, of being an entrepreneur to kind of live the life I had in, in mind. And um, what excited me, I guess, was growing up around entrepreneurs. We, we never really, even though as I look back, you know, I, I see my dad was always working. You know, he had a phone next to his chair at home and um, he took calls every night, every weekend, not a lot, but whenever there was a call, um, you know, we would pause and, and we worked around the work. And so it never felt like um, we were working all the time in our family, even though everything was still able to, um, existing simultaneously, life and business. I mean, so seeing the people that I was around balance, you know, have such a life work balance, um, I just, I wanted the same thing for myself. And coming up, uh, you said you had a lot of shadowing experience where you didn't really see a lot of other women in leadership or executive positions. When you stepped out onto your own, uh, was it still the same? Were you, you know, one of the only females um, kind of leading the charge or did you find others? And what was it like if you were the only one? No, um, that's a great question. And I did, uh, it can, it continued to be like that. Um, I would say for, you know, the first five years at least, um, if not longer, because the a lot of um, the networking I did at, in those first few uh, formational years as an employee, um, a lot of the networking events and people I knew uh, were all, you know, um, it was primarily a male-dominated industry. And so because these were the established professionals that I'd come to know, they were, you know, the first layer of contacts when I started working as, you know, the owner of my own business. I mean, so essentially I connected 
with the same group that I had always connected with. Um, it wasn't until later as I started um, traveling, you know, more outside of the region, um, you know, into larger metropolitan areas that I did, I did start meeting a few women, but most of the women that um, I was working with professionally, um, they were not in leadership or um, the roles that I was participating in. Um, and so it, it took a while to align that. Um, later on, I did start to seek out more women. Um, I found, you know, more groups like through the Chamber of Commerce um, and through being on, uh, being a board member and, and working in different capacities um, throughout the community. That helped me start to connect with more women um, in, in my area to professionally start networking. And then from there, it did start to grow. And I felt that I was able to achieve a much better balance. Um, but, but yeah, that's a really great question. And, uh, you know, when you achieve that balance, um, did you ever find a female mentor? Um, what do you think of the benefit of that rather than kind of how you grew up and just seeing uh, males in leadership positions all around you? Well, thinking back, um, no, all of my mentors were male. Um, and simply because they were doing what I wanted to be doing at the level I wanted to be doing it. And so, um, you know, it's funny at the time because we don't know what we don't know. <laughs> um, that was just the norm. Um, however, once I started my own business, um, I, I did find that um, I primarily hired, I mean, probably the majority of um, people on my team were women. And then I found myself mentoring other young women um, throughout, you know, all of all of my career. I've always embraced um, working with youth and internships, and I really, really enjoyed being a mentor to many young women um, that were, you know, anywhere from uh, a senior in high or junior to senior in high school um, to you know someone in, in college. Um, and to this day, I still enjoy mentoring, and part of what I do is um, a lot of the, the professional trainings that I do provide um, at the heart of all of this is, you know, my goal, we are a mission-based company, and my goal is to make, you know, each and every person who I come in contact with journey easier as a result of what I had gone through and learned. Okay, now uh, shifting the conversation a bit, talking about some of the skills you acquired. Um, you said you picked up in college. Uh, you kind of had a, a path focused on, you know, when you graduated, that you wanted to be a better entrepreneur. You wanted to learn things and experience things under people there that would uh, help you when you started your own business. So can you talk about the skill set you think is required to be an entrepreneur? And since you went through the process of acquiring it, how should students um, seek out those opportunities and look for ways to kind of help them when they do decide to start a business? Absolutely. Well, when I was in college, you know, there were a lot of things that I wanted to be better at, you know, so I first did kind of a self analysis of, you know, what my strengths were and what my weaknesses were. And, you know, I started really focusing on I knew that I had to be a great communicator, um, regardless if I was going to be an entrepreneur or not, um, because I know, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm an avid reader, and I, I just realized the importance of being able to um, communicate with people at all levels, you know, all ages and so forth. And so communication was of high value. Um, organizational skills, uh, even though I 
I loved organization, you know, my whole life. I, I really <laughs> enjoy being an organizer. Um, I wanted to learn how to apply that in the business world and, you know, learn to work with project management and organize people, um, you know, financial resources and just overall have a better understanding of that. Um, I also wanted to become a, a strategic thinker. And, you know, I had read a lot about strategy. And, you know, when I was in college, I didn't quite understand what that meant. And it seemed like something that was reserved for a very elite group. And I wanted to know how to be a strategic thinker. And so um, with that, I, I, I would question a lot of my professors. And I spent a lot of time in office hours um, just more so wanting to know more about, just like we we're talking, you know, how they got to be where they were, what skills they thought were important. And um, I was just given a lot of really good advice along the way. Um, I also knew I had to, like, learn to make decisions, like, based on facts and, and the data that we had available at that time um, so that I could make unbiased decisions, you know, based on factual data. And so at the time, you know, I, I worked on learning computer skills, um, learning more accounting, more um, data management uh, for what it was at the time, uh, which was more like statistics um, and things like that. And then just kind of started bundling them into my own self-directed uh, kind of learning self-study. And from there, after I graduated from college, um, continued to study those same areas of interest um, by reading books, taking courses, um, and just being a lifetime learner. And I think it's really, really important for those who are in college right now and, and thinking about becoming an entrepreneur. You know, it's, there's, there's so many different types of entrepreneurs, and that means something different to each person as well. And when you're thinking about entrepreneurship at this stage, you know, in your life, and, and you want to, you know you want to do that, but maybe you don't know what you want to do necessarily. You know, you know you just want to be an entrepreneur. And for that, those exact reasons, I would really encourage people to take a step back and just like I was able to do, just shadow anybody and everyone that you think might remotely, you know, have something of interest that would fit your life plan and learn about what, talk to um, people that are doing the things that you think you might be interested in and learn about what obstacles, you know, what mountains did they have to move um, to get to where they are and, and take the time to really know and understand what you're doing. Um, a lot of, you know, entrepreneurship is, is kind of like, like the overarching title, but then you have, you know, another group of, of aspiring entrepreneurs that might have an idea for a product or a service. And to those, um, I would highly recommend following, you know, a, a very simple, like, three-step process. And that's one of the reasons I wrote um, my book last year on how, um, how to turn your idea into a business in three easy steps. And those three easy steps are making sure you step back and define your, your business idea or what it is you want to do and identify the customer problem that you're, you know, actually going to be solving and make sure you can articulate what that solution is. But most importantly, you know, validate what this product or service is that you want to bring into the world and, you know, deliver it as a new opportunity. Because oftentimes entrepreneurs 
we get so caught up in, in the excitement and the thrill of how exciting, you know, our new concept or idea is, but we do fail to validate that with customers. And it's very important at any stage or any age that you validate your business idea properly to make sure that what you want to deliver is what the customers, you know, are willing to to receive and value and, and pay for ultimately. Um, and so the third step is taking action and building a team around you of people that can help you get to where you need to go. And that comes from oftentimes, you know, networking and being an entrepreneur, especially at an early age, can be, it can be very challenging to network because, you know, you are working um, in and on your business all the time. And now that we're more remote and just the way the world has become and, and may continue, um, you know, networking is, is more and more challenging um, for particularly entrepreneurs and new entrepreneurs that don't have that base to build from. And so for those thinking about going into, you know, a career of entrepreneurship, um, you know, just be very, very mindful of what your strengths are and your weaknesses um, what opportunities there are out there for you, and also what the threats look like. Um, and then start doing your own self, self-guided self research um, as to, you know, what, what might be skills you need to improve on versus um, what you can build on. And, you know, fear nothing. You know, the, the biggest, um, you know, regret is never taking action or never knowing what something could have been but you want to be strategic and smart about it um, so that you don't set yourself up for something that's difficult to exit. Okay, nice. And, you know, as a entrepreneur, can you speak on a little bit of the highs and lows of it? Uh, you know, they're the common ones, like being an entrepreneur takes up a lot of your time, but, you know, are there any unexpected consequences you found being an entrepreneur or any things that surprised you, uh, even in a positive light, that you weren't really expecting? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, once I'm, I'm, there's so many things that I could share here, but I would say as I progressed through being an entrepreneur um, and started, uh, you know, with, we were raising a family and running businesses and, and doing a lot of things, I realized very early on that I never saw my work as work. And even even working 80 hours a week, and, and I did work seven days a week as well, um, it never really felt like work um, because you, when you love what you're doing, you get into that flow and you absolutely lose yourself. And although there were times, you know, that it can be tiring, it can be stressful, you know, it, it, it is a lot, but, but if it's just part of what you're doing to achieve your dream, it doesn't feel the same as it does when you're building someone else's dream because you know that everything you're investing is for that vision, is for your mission. And there's something really special to be said about that, and that's something we don't hear a lot about. You know, we hear about the struggle and the climb, and I mean, I'm, I'm sure to, to many would, you know, might say it looked like it was a climb, but um, I, looking back, I would do nothing different, and I never had a bucket list, you know, because I could actually do and live and give to people 
what I wanted to do with my life and, and share what I had to give to the world. And it was just really, really awesome. And I would encourage those who are interested in entrepreneurship, you know, to try a few things. I mean, you may not, you know, you may not find it in the first or second time around, but don't be afraid to, to keep pivoting and keep um, transforming yourself to become what it is you want to become. Because ultimately, sometimes you can find your passion, you know, in a job and in a great business and in a company where, where it's the same flow and, and contribution. Um, but, but everyone has their different lane. And it's just about finding yours and not being afraid to be different. Nice. And, uh, you know, if you could go back in time and give yourself advice or give advice to any current college student right now who's interested in being an entrepreneur or has some interest in business, uh, what would you say to them? I would say life is short. And people told me that my whole life. <laughs> and uh, I didn't really have too much context around it, I think, when, when I was hearing the advice. But it's too short to be doing something that you don't enjoy or doesn't feel like it's your purpose. And I would really encourage each and every person that is listening to this um, to not be afraid to explore what's driving you, um, because it may not be something that's, you know, what your, your family or friends or peers think is the best thing for you, but only you know what's best for you. And, you know, Drive in your lane, stay with what, what interests you and really lights you up each day to wake up and love what you do. Well, that's really great advice. Uh, Ms. Maggie, I thank you so much for being on this episode and, you know, all your great responses. For any listeners you'd like to get in contact with her um, to talk about entrepreneurship, feel free to reach out to the Center for Professional Pathways and we can make sure that happens. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.